This is Thursday, August 12th. I remember years ago hearing a story of Billy Graham, the great evangelist, going to the World Congress on Evangelism in Europe. While there, he met an African man who had suffered immense persecution from his own people. Years ago, this man, while away from his village, heard the gospel. He responded to the message and entered into the truth about Jesus. He was excited to return home to his village and to tell his own people the truth. But when he explained what he had learned to his village elders, they became angry. He was beaten and removed from the community. The young man just couldn't understand how such good news would be received in this way by the people he loved. He repeatedly returned to share the gospel with his own people, and he found worse treatment from them each time he did. When Billy Graham heard his story, he was overwhelmed by this man's persistence and all that he had endured for the gospel, and he bent down before this man and said to him, I am not worthy to untie your shoes. Billy Graham was recognizing who he thought was the greater evangelist. Now yesterday we began looking at the story of Balaam, the pagan prophet hired to place a curse on Israel. Here's what happened next. The Lord told Balaam that he could not go. He could go and visit Balak, but he couldn't join Balak's plan to curse Israel. But Balaam had other ideas. Here's our text for today. Numbers chapter 22, verse 24 to 28. Then the angel of the Lord stood in a narrow path through the vineyards with walls on both sides. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, it pressed close to the wall, crushing Balaam's foot against it. So he beat his donkey again. Then the angel of the Lord moved on ahead and stood in a narrow place where there was no room to turn either to the right or to the left. And when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, it lay down under Balaam. He was angry. He beat it with his staff. Then the Lord opened the donkey's mouth, and it said to Balaam, What have I done to you to make you beat me these three times? Now we read this text, and it's enough to make us laugh out loud. Balaam has decided to place a curse on Israel and the Lord sends an angel to stop him on the way. Balaam can't see the angel of the Lord, but his donkey could. So repeatedly his donkey moved to avoid the angel. Finally, there was no room to navigate around the angel, so the donkey spoke to Balaam. Now none of us like hearing no from anyone, Balaam included. But this is what the Lord told Balaam. Now the false prophet is hearing from one greater than himself, his own donkey. What a scene this must have been. Balaam was so angry he could kill his donkey. But in truth, the donkey was protecting his life. Now as we process what happened, it's helpful if we apply this in our own lives. We want the Lord... We, we don't want the Lord to refuse our requests. 
So how do you feel when the Lord tells you no? When the answer to your prayer is no? You see, we assume that God will see things our way. Or that we should be able to do as we please. Do we have a God who can disappoint us? A God that can decline our requests? Or do we expect God to always approve our plans and answer our prayers yes? You see, if your God must always affirm your plans, then likely you are not following the living God at all. We're following our wish dream, our own will. And if so, we really have the wrong concept of God. You see, Balaam is getting a much-needed lesson from the true and living God. He may have prophetic powers, but God rules over all. Now back to the story of the African evangelist encounter with Billy Graham. At first, God closed the door for him to return to his village. His people just would not listen. But over time and with his persistence, he did return and face the elders of his village. Seeing the scars from the wounds he had received from their abuse and seeing his love for them, the leading members of the village leading members of the village could see Jesus and they came to believe you see Jesus is our great prophet who in the garden while in anguished prayer received the father's no so that we might have the father's yes we who were dead have been made alive in Christ and this doesn't mean that God will always say yes to us but that if God is for us then who can be against us It means that we can count on the fact that when God says no to our requests, it's for our good and it's for his glory. So how about you? What do you do with God's no? Can your God say no to your requests? Let's pray together. Holy God, we want what we want. And that means we find it difficult to take no for an answer. Nevertheless, we rejoice that you are God, we're not. We're grateful that you tell us no when this is what we need. Help us to trust you when you do and live to the honor of your name. For in Jesus' name we pray, amen.